Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning. Welcome to On The Pace on a Monday morning. Michael Guerin joining you. Hope you had a cool weekend and did some fun stuff and hope you won some money and your TAB account is looking nice and fat. For the week ahead, uh, on the harness racing front, things have got awfully serious awfully quickly because, as you probably know, last Friday night, the best horse in Australasia leaped to fame went to Newcastle. He won the Newcastle Mile. Fred spoke to his trainer, driver Grant Dixon, on, on the pace yesterday morning, and he is, of course, heading to the Miracle Mile. So that's now 12 days away. That's at Menangle. Before then, we have a super meeting this Saturday with two lead-ups or preludes to the Miracle Mile. We have the Chariots of Fire, which is also, even though it's for four-year-olds, a lead-up to the Miracle Mile in a different way. And we have the heats of the New South Wales Derby. So Saturday is massive, and, and in between all that drama, we have the field for the Miracle Mile selected by the directors. So there's a lot going on. So what we've done this morning is we're going to welcome in Bruce Christensen, who's the boss out there at Club Menangle, and get an exact timeline on all of this. Good morning to you, Bruce. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. No worries, Mick. Um, thanks for having me on. Okay. We're in the, the midst of a very serious fortnight of harness racing. Before we talk Miracle Miles and preludes, let's talk Chariots of Fire. This is the four-year-old race, 250 grand. It's an absolute beauty coming up this Saturday night. When do we find out the barrier draw for this race? Okay, so that, that'll take place, it's, a, it's around lunchtime today, I think. Depends a little bit on what's going on with the field selection uh, across the board for the other races on Saturday night, but uh, that'll be done at the offices of Harness Racing New South Wales to be at lunchtime today. So we're expecting to have that final field in barrier draw order um, early this afternoon. Okay, the winner of the Chariots of Fire, I presume you would get an invite to the Miracle Mile the week after. What's the other machinations around it? For example, does your committee have the option to invite two horses out of the Chariots of Fire? Um, they certainly do. So so you're basically expecting to see um, six horses come into the Miracle Mile through um, automatic selection. So um, as, as you mentioned already, um, Luke the Fame, uh, after winning the Newcastle Mile, is in. The Chariots of Fire winner um, automatically goes in and then the first two horses in those two sprints you also mentioned, the Cordina Sprint and the Allied Express Sprint. So those that gives you six six horses um, through to the race. So these two discretionary um, or wild card positions, depending on what you want to call it, but um, it's probably a bit clear, clearer this year in terms of um, where those horses can come from, and basically it's any of those four qualifying races. So they could be the Newcastle Mile, could be the Chariots of Fire or those two sprints. So the directors can choose two horses from any of those races. So they have quite commonly in the last few years taken another horse out of the Chariots of Fire. Um, we've had over recent years such a strong crop of four-year-olds, and, and as you said, um, that's obviously the case again this year with some some um, some great horses in that in that Chariots of Fire field. So, yeah, it certainly is very much possible that they could choose to take another another horse out of the Chariots. 
Bruce, do they have the option to take a horse who didn't finish, for example, first, second or third? If, if a horse was unlucky and went super and ran fourth in a chariot of fire or, or a heat, a prelude of the Miracle Mile this week, do they have that option or is that an option they'd be very unlikely to take? I mean, they do have the option and, and that's one of the reasons why, um, I mean, obviously going back, it was all, all just purely invites, so it was uh, entirely discretionary. Um, there was many criticisms over the years of some of those selections. Um, and, and so I suppose the combination of wanting to encourage horses to come here and race at an angle in the lead up, but also to try and make it a bit more um, clearer, um, uh, went with this sort of six horses selected. But those two wildcard positions were there, um, certainly, for example, like um, if something happened to a leap to fame. Um, they are lead fame made that decision to go to Newcastle. If um, and probably for the other contenders, it's probably done them a favour by winning because um, they wouldn't want, say, him in the mix for one of those wild card positions, for example. Um, that that potentially takes one of those off the table. So if if lead to fame had gone to Newcastle and and uh, got held up and running and and didn't win the race, um, I would say there would have been every chance. We won't know now, but they, they would have rested on their laurels and basically gone, okay, well now leave it in the director's hands to, to, to pick him. Um, so um, it, it does leave, it could just, they might take the two third place horses out of the sprints, they might take the second horse out of the chariots. Uh, I think what it, what it shows this year is it really is going to come down to what happens in these races. So with the three remaining sort of qualifying races on Saturday night, um, I don't think any horse can rely on reputation. Um, in terms of those those races, they're going to have to do something on the night to um, either one automatically qualify or demand their position by their run um, on Saturday night. I, I take it that the two Miracle Mile preludes and the, the big races in their own right, will they be run before the chariots to enable... Uh, the committee to sit down with all three races sort of organised in their heads and results in front of them and all the information so you guys can can sort of have it all at your disposal immediately after the chariot? Yeah, so the, the order hasn't been finalised yet. It's part of the, the field process, but certainly the expectation we have is that, yeah, we will run the chariots will be the, the last of those three races uh, throughout the night, so it won't be the last race. Certainly it'll be probably something like race seven, uh, the chariots I'm expecting. And then, um, yeah, as you say, the directors will then sit down. Uh, and, 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 I mean, David Watson, um, um certainly I believe the best racing manager there is, um, will play a big part in terms of the information he provides to the board around around that selection process. Uh, but they, they, as you say, when they have chariots runs, they already have um, looked at what's taken place in the two sprints and the courses that they sort of had their eye on um, outside of the top two that are already, have already qualified um, that they may be considering. And, uh, and then, of course, subject to what happens in the chariots, um, They'll make their, They'll make that final determination. How much of this Miracle Mile selection does play into the ability to drive turnover 
Or, for example, some stables have bigger clout. I'll, I'll give you an example. Say, for example, Barry Purden. He's our next guest on the show, and he might be listening. So, so, but he's won, a, he's won a whole bunch of Miracle Miles, and he's very good at winning Miracle Miles, and everybody knows his name. Now, he's got a horse called It's Merlin. So It's Merlin and the Barry Purden, Zach Butcher thing, is probably sexier than some trainer who's got a 50-to-1 chance, who, who doesn't tend to draw a lot of turnover, and say his horse runs third in the prelude of the Miracle Mile. Now, how much does that factor in that you want either some trans-Tasman balance, that you want big-name people there, or, in fact, it's Merlin might start $10 in a Miracle Mile, whereas, no fault of anybody's, a horse who is from the Riverina, if it sneaks in via a trail in a third place, he might start 100 to 1. Is that a factor at all? Uh, I certainly think reputation of the horses is, is, a, is a factor, I'd say, more so than the stables. Because so, so, you're quite right. Once you've, you've had your six horses, irrespective of reputation, have automatically got their place into that race. And, and you sort of tend to hope that the big names take those spots. Um, and then you, then you, um, and horse seven and eight, and, and I've, I've sat in the room for a lot of these discussions. Um, horse seven and eight can often be sort of really difficult because there isn't a lot between the horses that you're talking about. Um, sometimes it might be, for example, a, a standout sort of, um, chariots. And we've had that a lot where the top two horses have really stood out the chariots and, and both horses have come in. Um, but then you might be looking at a situation then where the two thirds, um, haven't done anything flash in the race and you're trying to sort of work out, well, do they do they warrant that spot coming through as a third place horse in the sprint? Or or are you looking to a horse that's got a good a good name and will bring something to the race? Um, so so I think that is that is something that the directors um, would consider when they're looking at those two wild card spots. As I say, sometimes that almost um, like said before, leap to fame. If leap to fame for some reason hadn't come through an automatic qualifying position, um, probably is the only horse in the in this current sort of prop that um, you would think would almost demand automatic selection irrespective of what had happened. Um, whereas in other years, you might have two or three horses that you sort of think that that could be the case, where um, even if they haven't auto-qualified, realistically, they're going to have to be selected just based on, say, for example, King Swing in the last few years. I mean, if he hadn't um, made the habit of winning, winning sprints um, every year, but but um, if he hadn't won, and, uh, then realistically, he's going to be now um, your defending champion is often something you're looking to if they haven't come through. So that, that of course, um, won't be an issue for, the current, for this current year now. But so, so, yes, I think that in answer to your question, it's probably more reputation of the horse and what the horse brings rather than the, than the stable. Just for those who don't follow the harness a lot, the defending champion of the Miracle Mile is Catch a Wave. He pulled up sore. Uh, after racing on Saturday at Geelong, and he will not be at Menangle over the next two weeks, sadly. And let's talk yeah. about the carnival, because you've truncated it, Bruce, and, you, and it was very hard to keep everybody's attention for too long. So you've said, we'll make the, the meaty part of the carnival two Saturday nights back-to-back. -back. Talk to us for people who would like to attend the Saturday, things like admission, what they need to know, what's available for the Saturday, and then, second part of that conversation on Miracle Mile night, March the 9th? 
Yeah, so as you say, we, we, we've shortened up the carnival, and, and I will just mention there that those um, Group 1 um, ladies feature races have, have moved to the first week of May in a pacing for King themed um, night that will that will take place in that first week of May. So and hence that that's allowed us to shorten the carnival up to the Miracle Carnival up to the two weeks. So yeah, so this Saturday night, both nights free entry. So in terms of if you want to come along and, and as you said, I mean this this is a fantastic nice race. It always is the leading um, three qualifying races for the Miracle Mile plus the Derby Heats. It's it's an amazing night nice racing. So really would encourage people to, to, to get out here if they can and it, it's free entry. So that there's certainly no barriers there in terms of a, um, a cost of living crisis that we, we all find ourselves in. It's a, it's a great opportunity for... to. Um, you can't get much cheaper than free um, in terms of um, entry. So all you need to do is just go onto our website and just register. Um, As I say, that, that's a free process. So um, this this week we've got, um, in addition to that great racing, I mean, we've, we've got Trackside DJ and um, a duo called Club Soul, who are quite well known around Sydney, performing here sort of on the night. So, again, trying to really keep that entertainment going uh, in between races, um, we know everybody now is so so um, conscious of time and things, and and with, with a long race program, it's really important. We try to keep people entertained, and of course, we'll have the the other race racing available for those who who want to watch the racing in between hours. But um, we we had that theme continues then into Miracle Mile Night, where um, we've got a great array of entertainment. Miracle Mile Night, and as I said once again free entry but you, you've got the Aussie night markets they've got like 40 odd food, food stalls here the amazing array of really quality food the night markets um, are here every second Saturday and they 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 go fantastic in their own right so to have them in conjunction with the Miracle Mile is fantastic the usual fashions on the field which is really popular as well but then you've got um, Diesel who um, it's maybe a bit more uh, my, my um, vintage, perhaps, uh, with, with Diesel, but great entertainment. He'll he'll play two sets, one leading into the Miracle Mile and then one uh, the race following the Miracle Mile. So um, that's great. The drone show, for those that were here, Eureka Night, um, it's an amazing spectacle, and we've, we've got that back here again. And, and there's also $5,000 cash prize to be won, and uh, all people have to do that are here on the night is just register um, to, to be in the draw, and somebody that's here on the night will... We'll win that, so we'll be bringing somebody out it's, um, late in the night to, to claim that five thousand dollars cash prize. So, yeah, there's a there's a stack going on, and, and we realise in today's world there has to be. It's um, we're in we're in the entertainment game. I mean, we're we're in racing, but we're in the entertainment game, and there's so much competition. So, um, we realise if we want to get people here on track, we need to provide the entertainment to, to bring them here. And I think, um, like Eureka, uh, we've got a fantastic array of uh, of entertainment here. Mate, I think it sounds fantastic. It's, uh, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing how it all unfolds. Just one last question, Bruce. So that Miracle Mile field or runners is decided on Saturday night. When is the barrier draw for the Miracle Mile? So um, there's a function at our Menangle Country Club just up the road from, from the racetrack here at Menangle. Um, on the Sunday, so that's a that's a lunchtime, um, and that that will be shown live on Sky um, at twelve thirty on um, on the Sunday, so Sunday the third of March. So um, we're hoping to have as many connections of those horses here as we can. Last year, I think we had um, a connection from every horse, and of course, given the field's only finalised um, probably around ten o'clock the night before, um, there's a bit of scrambling going on to get those uh, people in attendance for the function the next day. But um, it obviously is so important. So the people that 
uh, are in that race are very keen to be there because they know the importance of the barrier draw. So, but we should buy um, certainly buy projects before one o'clock on uh, Sunday afternoon. We'll know the barrier draw uh, for Miracle Mile. Bruce, thanks for the update. Really looking forward to the next couple of weeks. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of drama. It always is. And I'm looking forward to seeing you at Menangle, mate. Fantastic. Thanks again for having me on, mate. It's Bruce Christensen. He's the boss at Menangle, Club Menangle. So this Saturday night is Chariots of Fire, Heats of the New South Wales Derby, and the two preludes of the Miracle Mile, which are great races in their own right. The following week is the Miracle Mile, that field uh, announced Saturday night, as you just heard, the barrier draw on Sunday. So there is our timeline. And Diesel's going to be there. Yes, he's of my generation as well. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be cool on Miracle Mile night. Now, a guy who knows all about winning Miracle Miles. It's an incredibly hard thing to do. Uh, we're going to talk to him shortly. It's Barry Purden. And he actually has a little mini quiz for you. We're going to play a little game if you're a harness racing fan. Can you name the horses who Barry Purden has won the Miracle Mile with? He's won it with three different horses, and he's won it five times, starting in 1991, which bizarrely, God, this makes me feel old, was actually the first time I ever went to Australia. I went to Australia to watch the Miracle Mile. 1991. I know some people listening to this are thinking, how old is Garrett? God, that's old. But Barry Purden won the Miracle Mile that night with one of the horses he trained. And he's won five Miracle Miles since. So he'll know, and I know, and some of our listeners will know. Uh, We'll give you 30 seconds to have a think about it. This year, he is trying to get It's Merlin into the Miracle Mile. So It's Merlin actually won the uh, New Zealand Derby and the Northern Derby and he ran second in the Cordina Chicken Farms Paleface Adios Stakes the other day. So he will be one of the favourites for the Chariots of Fire. The barrier draw will be crucial for him and if he was to run one or two in the Chariots of Fire his name probably um, has enough oomph to get him into the Miracle Mile. I'll give you a bit more time to think about that. We'll take a break here on our On The Pace show. Come back on the other side with Barry Purden and the answer to that question. Barry Purden has trained five Miracle Mile winners, but only three different horses. Back shortly. You're listening to On The Pace on your sports leader, Sky Sports Radio. OK, we're going to park the Barry Purden question to give you a bit more time to think about it because just quickly we want to check in with Cameron Hart. Uh, Cam is driving up a storm at the moment, and he, of course, is looking forward to the carnival. Morning to you, Cam. Thanks for taking the time, mate. No worries. Morning. Mate, you've got a horse in the chariots of fire this week who we don't know much about, but we know he's good. His name is Frankie Ferocious, and he won his way in via the Bonanza at Melton. Then he went to Menangle last week and just jogged around in sub-149. How good's Frankie, mate? Yeah, he's very good, Mick. Um, he's really impressed me obviously sitting behind him twice now and he's been able to do it both ways digging up and then yeah like you said he, he led all the way and did it comfortable at Menangle in good time uh, last Saturday so yeah, he's um you know he gives me a great feel and um yeah I'd love a great barrier in the chariots obviously going to be a great race but I think he's um you know I wouldn't swap my drive for anything else that's for sure 
If he gets a good barrier and he is able to win the Chariots of Fire, is he good enough to go to a Miracle Mile? Oh, for sure. I definitely think so. Um, I think, you know, he'd love a, a hot speed in a Miracle Mile and, you know, whether he leads or, or sits off him, um, you know, I think he can do it either way and I think he's yeah, definitely got the ability to, to match it with the big boys. Okay, who are your Miracle Mile prelude drives for this Saturday? Uh, I've got Mahai, my name is Jeff. He's um, obviously a great Menangle miler. He's um, in a really good spot at the moment. He hasn't raced for about a month, but he's he's been working really well at home and should be ready to run a good race and, and hot and treacherous. He got it wrong at Newcastle, but hopefully he can bounce back. What was that all about at Newcastle? Because usually he seems pretty good. Was it just a case of him trying to go too fast too early? Yeah, it's probably um, at Newcastle, the gate, uh, the speed of the gate's a little bit different probably to Menangle and just got away from him a bit and he just wanted to chase it and, and got off balance. So it was a bit unlike him. He's, he's very well gated and everything and I'm sure that won't be an issue again. It was a bit of a shame that that happened, but that's racing and hopefully we can bounce back. The New South Wales Derby is sneaking around really quickly. What do you have in the heats for that this week? Yeah, I've got a, a little horse in excess. He had his first up run in the Simpson for Daryl Graham and he gave me a great feel. He, he'd come home for third and you know broke, broke 26. I think he was about 25-6 home. So he was um, really good and, and probably only got out with 100 to go. So um, hopefully he can keep stepping up and um, look like I've got the drive on Bay of Biscay as well for... Clayton, so um, he's obviously a really nice horse, and uh, yeah, you got to respect whatever uh, that camp brings up, and uh, they do a great job with their young horses, so very excited to get that drive. We haven't seen your old mate Swayze for a while. Um, where's he at, and what's he being aimed at? Yeah, I think uh, he'll be back in the middle of the year, so he's just poking along steady. Obviously, had a big year um, last year, going to New Zealand, then backing up into the Dominion, so Chasers just wanting to look after him and, and tick him over and hopefully aim him up some, for some big races sort of middle of the year to late. You guys, you and Jason Grimson, this is, have, have been um, not scared to go to any race, slot races into Dominions. You, you have no fear. Do you have any horses for the slot races, firstly at Cambridge and or the Nullarbor? Uh, we're hoping so. I don't think there's been any locked in yet, Mick, but... I'm sure, um, you know, Jason and a few of the connections are in talks with slot owners and, uh, yeah, hopefully they can get a few deals done. Obviously got horses like Swayze and, and Narano, who's coming back from the Dominion prep as well, so they're probably all looking for a slot somewhere and, and even hot and treacherous. So, um, yeah, there's some nice ones there. Hopefully, um, yeah, they can get some deals done for them. OK, you've been driving a very good mare called Oliver Bubbles, who's just blossomed at Menangle. Do you think she's the best mile a mere racing in New South Wales? Yeah, I definitely think she is at the moment. Um, you know, I'm really interested to see how she goes when she steps up into the, you know, the free-for-all type mares races. Um, you know, she got a win over Braveview Kelly the other day, which is no easy feat, but probably hasn't taken on a field of Braveview Kelly's yet. So um, I think she's got the ability to, to go with them, but she's been super impressive, you know, racing in the lower mares races, and hopefully she can step up. You know, in a couple of months when the ladyship comes around. Newcastle today, you're having a day off, which is probably well-deserved. Um, do you like anything at Menangle tomorrow? Uh, I think Golden Bay is probably uh, my best hope for the day. He'll probably be pretty short odds, but 
also got a little mare, Mini Mine, yet. She's drawn decent enough, and she's always very consistent on a Tuesday in race seven as well. Cam, looking forward to seeing you at Menango on Saturday night, mate. Thank you for joining us. No worries. Thank you. We mentioned Barry Purdom before. Um, we mentioned he'd won five Miracle Miles. And good morning to you, Barry. I was teasing our listeners with the names of your Miracle Mile winners. Um, I might as well let you tell us who they were. So you've trained three horses to win five Miracle Miles. And who were they, Barry? <laughs> yeah, morning, Mick. Um, Christopher Vance, so Choken won two, and Holmes DG won two. It's not a bad bunch, is it, Bar? For most people, that'd be the absolute three best horses I've ever trained, but you've had so many good ones. Um, they're in the mix there somewhere with the likes of the Luxury Liners and all the other great horses. Uh, yeah, Christopher Vance, 1991, Choken, 93 and 94, I think. And Holmes DG, of course, Barry won two, both from Barrier One. So it's been a very special race to you, the Miracle Mile, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, especially around the old track and uh, in Sydney, um, Harold Park. Yeah, it was a pretty tight track, but... Uh, yeah, the crowd were really on top of the uh, on top of the track. Really, it was a really close close race and close action. Yeah. All right, you've got a horse who's aiming for the Chariots of Fire this week, and he came to Australia and was absolutely super on his Australian debut. His name is It's Merlin on Saturday night. You must have been pretty proud of him, Barry, because he had to fight really hard and sitting parked in one forty nine point eight. The first time you've ever been to Menangle was. Is no place for the faint-hearted. No, it's a long straight when you've done a bit of work, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, really proud of him, Mick. I mean, you know, he didn't fold in the run home at all. He, in fact, he kept coming right at the line. Uh, you know, really proud of his, of his effort. It was uh, a great run. And do you think he'll be a better horse this Saturday for the Chariots of Fire? And I presume a good barrier draw would help because he has good gate speed. Yeah, well, that's that's true, Mick. I mean, I think he'll be better for the experience, even especially just racing around an angle. But um, he was pretty fit when he went. But I mean, hey, at the end of the day, um, any horse can go that quick getting the run he got. Um, you know, you'd almost think that if he'd been around the fence, um, you know, and led right from the start, that he probably could have gone forty-eight in a tick bats. So um, that's pretty quick. So. Yeah, no, no, he's come through it good too, uh, Mick. He's, um, Scotty's really thrilled with him and he, he ate everything up on Saturday night. So, yeah, that's always a good sign. Uh, you also, with your training partner, Scott Phelan, train sooner the better. And, and he is the ultimate tradesman. He just loves turning up and going to work. He, he might not have the raw speed of Merlin, but Barry, I get the feeling sooner the better is still developing. I get the feeling he might be a really hardened warrior on the Grand Circuit over two or three years. Yeah, well, he's he's pretty genuine, really. I mean, he he, he probably should have really won the other night. He just um, seemed to fall in a bit of a hole at the end, but uh, uh, he, he had his chance. Gavin gave him a beautiful run, but um, uh, he doesn't do that that often. He's done it before, but, you know, he's usually, he's usually a, a, a better horse coming from behind, and um, yeah, so he, he's, he's acclimatised pretty well, really. He's done pretty good. Yeah. Barry, if it's Merlin, wins or runs second in the Chariots of Fire this Saturday, and he's invited to the Miracle Mile, would you go? I think that's something we just probably have to discuss with Dean Shannon after the race, Mick. Um, he's, he's, he's in the uh, Grins race. 
<clears throat> and um, I think if he came through it good, it'd be good to start in the Miracle Mile. It's, sometimes you can feel it's just one race too many. Uh, but, you know, at this stage, we'd like to be there, you know, if we can. But we'll, we'll just have to see how he comes through it. Just one last question before you go, Barry. So you're a Hall of Fame trainer. You're one of the great trainers of either code in Australasia. When you say that, and this is an education for our listeners, when you say a horse has gone one run too many, what are the indicators? Is it them lying down? Is it them being a bit listless? Do they leave some feed? How does a man like you judge, because the horses can't talk, if it's one race too many in a campaign? Oh, well, you just uh, it's just the way they they act afterwards, uh, Mick. You know, like a, you're just, it's just observing them, really. I mean, you, you, you'll know if they're tired. Um, you know, he, he hasn't been Merlin at all. I mean, he's been great, but... Um, so we we monitor him and and um, keep an eye on him, but he, he's always come through the runs really good. So I, I think you know you don't want to be taking a tired horse to a race like that. But at this stage, every indication is good for him. Mate, it's uh, it's great to have you back. Miracle Mile shopping potentially, but of course heading to the Chariots of Fire first. Another race you've won before, and you taking on your brother this week, Mark Purden, with Don't Stop Dreaming. Barry, thank you for joining us. Enjoy the next couple of weeks at Menangle, and, uh, yeah, good luck with It's Merlin, and sooner the better on Saturday night. Yeah, thanks very much, mate. Hall of Fame trainer Barry Purden, yep, five miracle miles with three horses, Christopher Vance, uh, Choken, and Holmes DG, uh, the last two winning two miracle miles. Barrier draw out for the Chariots of Fire today, then Barrier draws out for the entire card later tonight. A good meeting this Saturday. Look, it's going to be a great racetrack meeting. Not as much hoopla as the following week. If you don't go harness racing very often in New South Wales, uh, March the 9th is one of the two big ones of the year. That and the Eureka, which is the first Saturday in September, that's when we rock and roll at Menangle. We look forward to keeping you updated about all of those things, myself and Fred and the rest of the team at Sky Radio. And, of course, um, Brittany Graham. Now, she'll be back with the next instalment of the Harness Racing on the Pace on Wednesday morning at 10.30.